Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. The rise of UTSA football and the university's commitment to maintaining that success. That's what we're talking about today on the College Football Daily. Good morning. It is Thursday, November 4th. My name is Trey Scott. About to be joined by Chris Hummer, 24-7 Sports College Football reporter. You just heard from Chris yesterday on the podcast. We recorded our college football playoff reactions. And after that, I asked Chris to stay around, stay on the Zoom, because he was just returning from a trip to San Antonio to talk to Jeff Trailer, the head football coach for the UTSA Roadrunners, who had just signed a contract extension, a nice contract extension, one that takes him all the way through 2031, a reward for a program best 8-0 start. And the reason I wanted Chris to stick around was because we were doing, we had planned to do an episode on UTSA this week anyway. They have a big game against UTEP, Texas El Paso. And if you didn't know, UTSA stands for University of Texas at San Antonio. And it's, uh, this is something that I have a lot of knowledge about, uh, UTSA football. I'll give you a quick backstory. I'll try to keep it quick before we get to Chris, who is going to share what he, what he learned from Jeff and his thoughts on that program's build. But UTSA, it's in a weird spot. So it's a suburban campus located out on 1604 in San Antonio. So like you're not, you're not close to the Riverwalk, your 20-minute drive. Uh, enrollment in 2021 was the largest ever, around 35,000 students, makes it about number seven in the state of Texas, just behind Texas Tech. And UTSA has a reputation as a, a commuter school. I mean, obviously, it, it's in the suburbs. And it's had a hard time locking down the campus spirit whole aspect of college life. And I know you can't quite quantify that, but it's just not always there. One of the problems for that is, or at least a, a long time ago and until this year, the lack of a football program. So UTSA has like two frats, no frat houses. Everything was off campus. They have always sort of had that identity crisis as the commuter school where, where people just go to, they drive to, and then they drive home, or they go to for a year and then transfer to Texas. And I'll get into that in a second. There's never really been a reason to want to go to UTSA other than as a means to get somewhere else or as a good school to go to that is close to maybe where your parents live. Uh, I think football can change that. Football is the front porch of a university. Saw a long time ago, before I was born, Boston College saw a surge of admissions after the Doug Flutie Hail Mary. <clears throat> Baylor recently is a really good example. It's enrollment, I mean, it's applications went through the roof after RG3 strung together that Heisman season for the Bears in the early 2000, uh, 2010s, and it allowed them to um, fundraise and build a new stadium and pay coaches a lot of money and really buoy the entire school. And I think UTSA football has the potential to do that. They're in the Conference USA right now. 
They're jumping to the American. They just made a clear commitment to a head coach. They're making a commitment to its its facilities, its on-campus football facilities, better weight room, better uh, offices, all that stuff that'll help in recruiting. They still need to figure out the stadium. They play at the Alamo Dome, which is on the Riverwalk. So yeah, it's a 20-minute drive. The Alamo Dome is fine. I grew up going to the Alamo Dome, but it's, it's not a nice place anymore. And I think UTSA, there's plenty of room out there. And I realize now, if you're listening to this, you really are devoted to listening to about UTSA football. And that's okay. Uh, that's what we're talking about here on the College Football Daily today. Uh, there's plenty of room out there for a stadium if, if they want to choose to build a stadium out there. It's right next to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. You got La Quintera. You've got a big outdoor mall with a huge golf course. There's potential there. I think if UTSA can commit all the way to football, it has the potential, and I'm going to tell Chris this in, in a few minutes, to eclipse Texas Tech as the, the next great football program in Texas. So like if on the pecking order, it's Texas or a and I don't, I don't want to piss anyone off. You got TCU, you got your SMU, you got your Baylor, of course, ahead of TCU and SMU. I don't know why UTSA, because it's based in San Antonio and not West Texas, can't get into that elite mix with a commitment to football. And that commitment to football will help the school. Quick thing about me, back when I was graduating high school, to, to get into Texas, you had to be top 5% in, uh, in your class. I wasn't close to that. But UTSA and the University of Texas school systems offered back then a program called the Coordinated Admissions Program, which is you could go to uh, UTSA or UT Arlington or UT El Paso, you get a 3.2 GPA, do 30 hours of, of credit, so two semesters, and you could automatically earn an admission into Texas, which for a kid growing up in Austin, who was you know fine in school, but not close to top 5%. That was a dream. Well, it turns out my entire high school did that, essentially. The kids who went to A&M in Texas, if they could, they went. You had some, some kids, you know, the cool kids went out of state, went to the Ole Misses, the Auburns, uh, LSUs, the world. But a lot of us, our parents weren't going to pay for private school. So, you know, we weren't going to Baylor. We weren't going to TCU. We didn't want to go all the way out there to Texas Tech. So we did the CAP program at UTSA. And that was a great way to get into Texas, which is where I always wanted to go and ended up graduating from. But it reinforced this idea that UTSA was not this school worth caring about. We would never stay in San Antonio on the weekends. There was really no dorm life. All students, there was one crummy dorm. And then otherwise, it was apartment-style suites uh, with your own room and all that. And we'd always go home on the weekends back to Austin to watch a Texas football game, or we'd go somewhere else. There was no point in staying around San Antonio. It was glum. There was no football team. We were out in the suburbs. It stunk. And I, UTSA, they were always trying to say, oh, don't you guys want to be roadrunners, not Longhorns? And we like, why? Oh, well, why? Of course, we want to go be Longhorns. You know, so we didn't care about UTSA. And then, of course, like we just all left after that year. We just left. And then UTSA cycles in a new crop of people who are just going to also leave and use its school as a stepping stone. It's my understanding UTSA has dialed that down a little bit in recent years. They've made it more difficult to gain admittance into the CAP program. And I think doing that, it was important to explain that into why UTSA is regarded as not the school that you grew up rooting to go for. But they've changed that a little bit. So that's good for, for them. And then also the football program, once again, and we're about to bring in Chris, but it's never going to be Texas or Texas A&M, but we all wanted to go to Texas because of the football program. The people who grow up wanting to go to Alabama do that because of the football program. So UTSA not only committing to a football program, and when I was there in 2009, it had just announced a hire of Larry Coker, and he was building that thing up from, from scratch. 
and they would spend a few years in D2. Larry Coker was out there on campus, you know, passing around little footballs that said UTSA. The facilities stunk. The weight room was worse than my middle school weight room. They've really built it up. And if they can maintain this with Jeff Trailer, especially as they jump to the American Conference and be a, a team that's on TV, that's in bowl games, that can recruit San Antonio, and that can be the next best option for kids who aren't good enough to play at A&M or, or Texas, then it could eventually be a school that's the next best option for kids who can't immediately get in to A&M or Texas. And I think that changes the history of the University of Texas at San Antonio. Crazy, huh? Football. Football really doesn't matter. Here's Chris Hummer. Okay, fresh back from a trip to San Antonio to see the Roadrunners. Chris Hummer, as promised, joins us. Chris, you saw the new facilities that they're building on campus. You talked to Jeff Trailer. He just signed that new extension. What's your biggest takeaway from your hour-long drive? Yeah, UTSA is swinging big. Trey, you went to UTSA for a very short time. I don't know if you ever went to the facilities on campus for the football team, but they were probably... They were worse than a lot of Texas high schools. And I, yes. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Like Jeff Trailer told me that today when I was there. Like a lot of high school facilities in Texas were much better than what UTSA had. Their sports medicine team was working out of a trailer. Their equipment was literally just in a cage, like a big cage in the middle of their room. Um, their locker room was like separated down the middle between offense and defense, like the team couldn't meet. And recently, I think in early August, they opened up a $40 million facility. I was in there today. I toured it. It's as good as like what you'll see at the Power Five. It is state of the art. Like, it gives UTSA a leg up. And combined with all the other news that we've seen from UTSA the last couple of weeks, moving to the American and Jeff Trailer's extension, like UTSA is ready to make a climb in college athletics. My take is that UTSA, because it's making this commitment to athletics in 40 years, 30 years, whatever, some arbitrary number, will be a better program than like Texas Tech. I truly believe that. They're located in a much more fertile recruiting base. It's much easier to get to. It's a better city. Not that I love San Antonio, uh, but it, it's it's better. It's better than Lubbock, and, and so yeah, I, I think I like San Antonio. Yeah. So so, do you think all that's enough to keep Jeff Trailer as the head coach of UTSA in I don't know twenty twenty two? Yeah, I mean, I asked Jeff Trailer that question today. I'll read his words verbatim. He said it would be a culture pillar violation for me to even speculate on anything more than today. But that is why I signed a 10-year contract to eliminate those kind of questions. So for those of you wondering about TCU, for those of you wondering if Texas Tech is going to have a godfather out there, offer out there, like Jeff Trailer is not leaving this cycle. He signed a 10-year contract extension for a reason. He is handsomely paid now. I believe the contract is in the $25 million range. I think he's getting paid $2.8 million a year. That is extremely high for a team coach in uh, the American or Conference USA to pick a conference for UTSA <laughs> as they make that transition. Trailer is compensated. His staff is getting compensated yeah. extra because of all of this. He's got a bigger pool. Like Jeff Trailer will be the coach at UTSA next year, and he's, he's there to stay for a little bit. Yeah, my, my read here on this situation, these are my words, not yours, Chris. This kind of feels like when Tom Herman and, and Chad Morris, who ended up you know being a bust, were squatting on those jobs, Houston and SMU, with an eye for Texas or Texas A&M. You never know what's going to happen in the next five years. It'll be silly to sit here and predict that Jimbo's the coach at A&M in five years or that Steve Sarkis is the coach at Texas in five years. And if something like that happens, you would imagine that Jeff Trailer is well positioned to take that job. But more back to back to more UTSA and you know they're undefeated. So Jeff Trailer is clearly doing something right to be in the mix for these jobs and be getting more money and to have his team undefeated. 
what is it that he's done so well down in San Antonio? I, I think, I mean, coaches can be put in all sorts of boxes, but usually it's your culture builder, your CEO, and it is your kind of scheme guy, your offense or defense, big side of the ball. I think Jeff Trailer is more of a culture guy, but he was also a pretty prolific offensive coach uh, in Texas for a long time at Gilmer High School. But where he made his mark in college coaching is recruiting. He was a Big 12 recruiter there at Texas. Um, he was an ace recruiter on SMU staff. He was one of the best parts of Chad Morris's staff at Arkansas. And he has really kind of embraced San Antonio in a way that maybe Frank Wilson and people before him did not necessarily do. I think he's got 40 something percent of his roster is from the San Antonio area. Every single high school recruit he's signed since he arrived at UTSA has been from Texas. So they are prioritizing keeping kids home. If you've ever met Jeff Trailer and anybody from Texas that has anything to do with high school football probably has, you know how magnetic Jeff Trailer of a personality Jeff Trailer has. Um, he connects with people in a pretty authentic way. Um, he is very genuine. And I think his players recognize that. And it's a big reason why he's had a lot of success. It helps that he coaches at UTSA, a team that did not lack talent when he took over the job. But Jeff Trailer is a culture builder. He's a character. He's a personality. And I think all of those things have driven his success at UTSA. Plus some pretty, like, he's kind of folksy. Like, if you hear him talk, um, he's got mm -hmm. a East Texas draw. But on top of that, he is very structured and rigid in the way he runs his program. I think that kind of hides some of his organizational skills. It hides a really sharp intelligence. Jeff Trailer is a guy who reads multiple books a day. When I was there, he has like five on his desk that he's Oh, he reads he like he finishes the multiple books or he just like leaves through them? What do you mean he, he reads multiple books he, a day? I think, he, no, he reads, he spends 45 minutes a day. He was telling me about how he carves out time for himself to read every day. Cause I was like, I don't get to read as much as I do. And he reads 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes of lunch, 15 minutes okay. in bed every day. And he All reads books, books about, yeah, well, a lot of them are about leadership. And I mean, that's not I like it. for coaches, but Jeff trailer is a, is a guy who kind of checks a lot of boxes. And most importantly, he's a legend in Texas and that's paid off in recruiting. Last one for you. When's the first time you went down to UTSA? I, I don't know if we ever sent you down for like a Larry Coker or a, a Frank Wilson. When's the first time? I, I was there in 2016 or 2017. I sat in Frank's office and I was there okay. uh, visiting for a day. Have you noticed a difference at all in the, the vibe? Has the football team being good made it feel less? I might be putting words in your mouth. Please be honest with me. When I was there, it felt it was such a commuter school. On the weekends, we just go out to Austin, spend time in Austin for a football weekend. Have you noticed any sort of, is the campus spirit better than it was when you were there? Can you sense those things? Is that tangible at all? I mean, in a way, it's always going to be a commuter school. Like, UTSA okay. plays at the Alamo Dome, which is a good. Well, I think I think that has to change eventually. Yeah, and the Alamo Dome is like a it remarkable. Sucks. I mean, it is a historic location for football in Texas, but it is 25 minutes from campus. But I mean, it's always going to be kind of a transitory school. Um, you were part of the CAP program there, like you yeah. know that some kids yeah. don't get on me, Mister. I got into UT on the first time. Yeah, no, no, no. But attendance, attendance at UTSA is up right now. I think you're seeing more of a buy-in from the community. You're seeing more of a buy-in from the undergraduate population, which I think is at like 35,000 now, which makes it probably the fourth or fifth largest school in Texas, which is pretty significant. So I, I'm seeing a lot. And I, I do want to mention, you mentioned earlier that you never know what's going to happen in college football in relation to Jeff Trailer's job status. But I thought your point on UTSA being a better job than Texas Tech in the long run is a salient one. With the amount of realignment we're seeing right now and the way we're seeing college athletics shift underneath our feet, programs like UTSA are positioned to make leaps that we might not have expected before. Jeff Trailer, when I talked mm -hmm. to him, mentioned UCF. He mentioned a program even like Miami, like 
that is kind of the vision that the athletic director there, Lisa Campos has. That is the direct vision that Jeff Trailer has for this program. And that's what they're hoping to accomplish. Like easier said than done. Like it's been said about Texas state for quite a long time and that program's never been lifted off the ground, but Texas state's also probably never had a Jeff Trailer who has their team ranked as the number 15 team in the country or number 16 team in the country in the AP poll. So that that's kind of the vision, the buzzwords that's coming out of San Antonio, but we're, we're seeing authentic results right now. Like it's, it's working on the field. Oh Yeah. Texas State had had David Bailiff and uh, I believe Jarek Neely, a great quarterback. But that was when they were in the, what was then D2. So, you know, just yep. right place, right time for Jeff Trailer and UTSA. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely. All right. I've talked long enough. That was Chris Hummer. Our producer is Lance Glenn. We appreciate you all listening to the College Football Daily. We'll be back tomorrow on Friday for a Week 10 preview with a twist. Oh, NFL style twist. Yeah. You'll, uh, you'll have to check us out then. No more spoilers. Talk to you later. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.